We're live. Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, and this is episode 98. We are itching on 100, and I have a special guest here today, Bill Mara from Hotel Duo Grace Healthcare. He's the president and CEO, and uh, prior to that, he was also a city councilor, a former vice president of People, Mission, Communications, and Corporate Affairs at Hotel Deer. He has 23 years of experience in criminal justice in the social services sector, spending many years um, at the Ministry of Correctional Services, also worked at New Beginnings as executive director, studied at the University of Windsor, uh, and there's so many more accolades and uh, parts of, of, of Bill's CV that we'll talk about today. Bill, thanks for joining me on the show. My pleasure. So number 98, right? I'll have yes. to put that number on my next hockey jersey. That's what I'll do next time. <laughs> yes, you can't take number 99. Right, right on, right on. <laughs> uh, every show I ask a question relating to coffee. Where in Windsor, Essex is your favorite place for coffee? And I hope you drink coffee. Uh, I drink coffee. I love coffee. I'm first generation Italian, so I think I've been drinking espresso since I was about eight months old, to be honest with you. And I can tell you with absolute certainty that you will never guess what my favorite coffee location is. So is I'll it just in Windsor? It's in Windsor. It's at 1453 Prince Road, Hotel Dugrace Healthcare, right here in my office. I have the best espresso coffee in West Windsor, guaranteed. I actually get people that pop in here purposely because I buy my own beans, I grind my own coffee, and that's where I drink my favorite coffee is here in my office. Okay. Might have to start a little side hustle. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know what I just tried actually today, is it Tallulah Cafe? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I might be pronouncing that wrong. It's um, near the Walker Power Building. Delicious, delicious coffee there. Um, there's so many great cafes in, in Windsor, Essex, but I have to try uh, Bill Mara Cafe shortly. Bill Mara is special. I'm familiar with the coffee shop. It is a great location. And we also have a relationship with Anchor Coffee. Those folks have been really good sponsors of our events at the hospital. So shout out to them as well. But for, for the community our size, though, to your point, uh -huh. Uh, outside of even the chain places that are available, there's a lot of chain coffee shops. There's some really great independent local mom and pop coffee shops, oh, yeah. and we should all do our best to support them. And And I do enjoy my cup of Java, though, so I'm with you on that, brother. Awesome to hear. Uh, now, what's exciting about this interview, and, and uh, it was perfect timing, uh, this is just, I believe, in the early January. It marked your first year as president and CEO of Hotel Hotel. Dear Grace Healthcare, right? Or Hotel Do? I yeah, I don't well, most people most people will pronounce it Hotel Do Grace Healthcare. Um, for our francophone audience, it's Hotel Dieu, and we have a very long four hundred year history with the religious hospitalers of Saint Joseph, established by that denomination of nuns uh, almost one hundred and forty years ago. Uh, but to your point, yes, it's been it's been a full year already. I can't believe that wow. it's it's gone by so quickly. Is it uh, everything you expected? How's the how's the first year? Well, you know, I, I I'm 57 years old now, so I can I'll start off by answering this way. Uh, I knew enough by virtue of my personal and professional experience that I didn't know what to expect. I, I had a sense, Lyndon, of the obvious, you know, high level responsibilities. I my predecessor Janice Kaffer was in the role for seven years. I was her vice president for that long, and I worked very closely with her. But like anything in life, until you actually walk in the shoes of the role and take on the responsibility 
and the day-to-day duties, um, you, you just don't know what to expect. And keep in mind, I took on the role about 18 months, 19 months into the pandemic. So I, I knew one thing for sure. We still had a tremendous amount of work ahead of us as it related to navigating those waters, subsequent waves of COVID, uh, managing what a public health institution needs to manage as it relates to the pandemic, but also day-to-day activities. So it, it's it's been um, it's been challenging. Um, I didn't know what to expect. And I can tell you that uh, the unexpected has happened in, in the last uh, 12 and a half, 13 months. And uh, might be an obvious question. Are you loving it? Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely do love it. Um, I, I really appreciated your, your intro. You talked a little bit about some of my background. I'll share with you something even more um, profound for me, very personal for me. Uh, I was hired by the nuns as a 16-year-old. I worked in the kitchen of Hotel Dieu on Olette Avenue for many years. Uh, that job was very helpful to me because financially, uh, it supported my post-secondary education. It helped support my family a little bit because it was during the early 80s, Lyndon, when the economy here tanked and, and my father, who was an auto worker, lost his job not once, but twice. Uh, I then served on the board of the hospital many years later as my way of paying it forward and giving back. So I served on Hotel Du Board many years ago, 20 years ago, and I was the board chair at the time. And for me, it's been full circle to come back and work here now for 10 years. And I'm loving it. I feel very blessed and privileged uh, to be responsible for a hospital and have oversight uh, of, a, of a system partner where we're making and creating impact day in and day out with the programs and services that we provide. So the short answer is yes, absolutely loving it. And I come here every day with absolute enthusiasm and a very positive attitude, knowing that we're making a difference every day. And, and what about that is, I guess, the most rewarding to you? Uh, you, you mentioned making an impact in, on, on the lives of others. Well, what's rewarding is the day-to-day stories. So it you know, think of what your experience has been perhaps even on council until now and what you'll experience going forward. What was fulfilling as a member of council was the day-to-day impact you had on neighborhoods or in parks or the smaller initiatives because they were quality of life, important issues to the person that you were dealing with. It's the same thing in healthcare, only it has a very different lens, right? It's it's about people's well-being. And being a faith-based hospital that focuses on primarily on mental health, addictions, rehabilitative and restorative care. It's a quality of life transition that happens at Hotel Du on Prince Road. We are a subacute hospital. We deal with post-acute issues. We have longer stays here. People are here dealing with rehabilitative needs, uh, some longer term mental health and addictions, complex issues. And so we see the impact that we have not only on the patients, but the feedback from families as well. Because many times these illnesses, whether they be physiological or or from a mental health perspective, have a ripple effect on the family. It's stressful for the family. It puts demands on the family. So I know we're making an impact. And the tribute really goes to the frontline men and women, our allied health, our frontline counselors, social workers, our nursing staff, our physicians. So it's truly gratifying in that respect because we know that we're making a difference. We don't always have the outcomes that we want, but we do our best to improve the situation for those individuals that walk in and out of our doors each and every day. Absolutely. And this, this role as, as president and CEO, was this something you from, from working at hotel Dura a, a while ago, is this something you've always had in the back of your mind? This is, this is 
the job I want in the future? No, not at all. In fact, my career, and, and it's something that I like to talk about with students as well, and, and even our new staff, I, I attend all of our staff orientations. My career has been a bit unorthodox, and the path that I thought I had um, really contemplated for myself didn't materialize for the most part the way I thought. You know, in, in the mid to late 80s, when I was a university student, um, I um, started my first job as a way to simply um, be a means to an end to get into uh, law enforcement. And uh, I started to work at a custody location and it and it just morphed from there into something more special and more different than being in law enforcement. I spent 23 years in community corrections. I had no intention of leaving. I had no intention of being in politics, but I was motivated because of a neighborhood issue. And so I thought, don't complain, just put your, your thoughts to action, did the same thing there. And as it relates to my role here, I was recruited 10 years ago to help with the foundation at the hospital. And I worked on Olet Avenue for the first couple of years. Uh, the opportunities just evolved organically. I, uh, I always strive to do better, Lyndon. I always strive to improve personally and professionally, constantly uh, enrolled in professional development opportunities and education. And I, I just, I have found that my energy has always been focused on doing better for others, impacting others. I'm a lifelong public servant. And the opportunity presented itself really um, in a bit of a surprising environment as well. We didn't expect Janice to leave when she did. And when the board tapped me on the shoulder, I, I gave it some thought. And I thought I, I, I thought and I had the faith in myself that I, I knew it was the right person at the right time to get us through the next number of years. And so I've embraced the opportunity ever since. And I'm surrounded by some of the most wonderful, dedicated and loyal healthcare workers that you can imagine. We're quite blessed in this community to have the people that we do that are so devoted to their profession. It, with that, I guess you really never know where your your career is going to end. I mean, we can we can have a a, a path in mind in, in university, but <laughs> the world takes you in a different direction. And something like, would you say you can't plan for it? No, you don't plan for it. You know, the the simple advice around it that I've you know adhered to myself and I've embraced myself is always ensuring that wherever I'm at, I'm enjoying it. It brings joy to me and I bring value to the role. And when it's time to move on, I have moved on. I, I left politics in 2018. I left New Beginnings in 2011. I left the ministry after six years with the ministry because I felt that my time there was done for different reasons. I had accomplished certain goals and I always sought to create greater impact. So the, the path to some extent has been defined by ensuring that I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I bring value to it. I bring value to the team that I'm working with. And it's, it's evolved that way. And, you know, promotions and, and compensation and, and roles and responsibilities, they will all come. They'll all happen. Uh, what's really important is that you stick to your values. You conduct yourself according to those ethical principles that are really important, no matter what you're doing, whether it's the private sector, public sector, elected office, no matter what you do, Stick to those core values. Don't compromise your principles. Enjoy what you're doing. Bring joy to what you do, and everything else will fall into place. And that's been the case in my career that's now spanned, um, you know, 35 years. That's a really good point. I guess a follow-up question to that is, when do you know you're no longer providing value or it's time to move on and take a leap in your career or switch roles? Well, you know what? In my case, it was different under all the circumstances, and it, it just um, – it just, I, I followed my instincts and, and the timing as well. So politically, um, I saw that there was a turnover happening on Windsor City Council. 
for example, there had been three or four new members of council the term before, and there was every indication that there would be a change coming again. And I, I, I helped some, I helped mentor some of the new members of council, and it just, it felt like it was the right time. Six terms was, was good. Uh, I was blessed with many good elections, and I certainly didn't want to be shown the door. I wanted to go on my own terms. Um, even with my, my experience with New Beginnings, I had done as much as I could and brought the organization to a certain point. And I felt at the time that we needed a different type of leadership at the time. So when the recruitment happened for me to join the hospital, uh, I helped New Beginnings recruit in a very different direction. Somebody that had a, a very different skill set and a very different philosophy and leadership than I did. And it was the right time. So it's really being honest with yourself, Lyndon, uh, ensuring that, you know, you're not there for the sake of being there, for the sake of a paycheck, for the sake of just you know, winding your career down so it takes you to retirement. I, I, it's ta it takes a lot of courage to make those decisions. And um, one of one of my um, strategies throughout my career is I've always had uh, mentors around me, individuals that I can rely on for very honest, candid feedback. And so I've relied on mentors as well. And I've had three outstanding individuals that have guided me through different phases of my career. And I've listened to them taken their advice into consideration. And, and I've always made those decisions based on all those different factors that I've described. No, no doubt. And um, I guess to that, it like as, a, as an executive being in a company for X number of years, how do you like in, in your experience being on the foundation, how do you know when it's time for a change in, in leadership? Well, it really depends on the organization. It depends on what's happening at that moment in time. Um, so for us here, for example, when I took over at the hospital, um, you know, we were still confronted with, um, at the time, confronted with major COVID issues. They've really changed in a year and a half. But it was also, there's, there's, an, there's a phase or a transition we're going through at Hotel Du Grace on Prince Road. And, you know, I know folks still get confused with the old Hotel Du and Olet Avenue and, and Met Campus. Windsor Regional Hospital, just for clarity for your viewers and listeners, Windsor Regional Hospital oversees the Met and OLED campus. We still own OLED, but they oversee them. They're the acute care hospital for Windsor, the main acute care hospital. We're post-acute. We're on Prince Road. And for those of you who are listening or watching that are close to my age, will remember this was the old IODE. It was a standalone hospital many, many years ago. And we provide post-acute services. So in the transition that I'm in now, um, when I said to you earlier that I knew I was the right person for the right time, we're in a growth situation now. We have a long-term care proposal that's being considered by government for us to build and operate a 192-bed long-term care facility on Prince Road and have some real specialized services. Uh, about a year ago, we received a funding confirmation for us to proceed with uh, a mental health expansion. So the 68 acute mental health beds that are on Olet Avenue on the third floor will all be transferred to Prince Road and it'll further establish the center of excellence for mental health and addictions. I also have a couple of other proposals with the board of directors around possible uh, social housing initiative, a parking facility. So a lot of growth initiatives here. And I feel that that's going to define my tenure as CEO. It's the growth, it's the diversification, it's, it's the new partnerships. And then my, my intent is when it's my time to go, I'll hand over an organization that has gone through its growth and expansion, and then we'll need a different type of leadership that will navigate us accordingly into the next 10, 15 years. So it's really defined by what's happening with the organization. Where are they at in their strategic planning process? Where are they at with 
short, medium, and long-term objectives and, and aligning your skill set with that. I, I'm not a physician. I'm not a nurse. I don't have any clinical training, but I have a lot of governance and operations experience. I'm well-connected in the community. I'm very comfortable in leadership roles. I'm very comfortable in, in the political government relations area. And I know how to get projects done. I, I, I completed a few as vice president here. So I knew that for all of those reasons, my skill set, my experience, I was the right person at the right time. However, I'm also surrounded by some key individuals. When you look at our senior team, uh, I have three very strong colleagues as part of our executive team. Dr. Andrea Steen, who's a very uh, highly respected physician, and she oversees all of our mental health and addictions, and, and she's our chief of staff. Janice Dawson is our chief nursing executive, so she covers off a significant clinical piece as it relates to our nursing staff, and our CFO, Sherry LaFromboise. And it's, so it's, it's one thing to surround yourself with good people, but then you need to step back and let them do what they do best. As a leader, it's really important that you recruit good people, have a strong team, empower them, and then get out of their way. Let them do what they do best. So we stay within our wheelhouse. We work together, but we stay within that subject matter expertise that we all bring to the table as a team. Very fascinating. I, I like the point about uh, changing leadership based on the, the happenings in a business, the, the life of the business, uh, the different stages that it's going through, that growth stage, right? Like that that's your wheelhouse growth and, and development. Another leader perhaps is, you know, I guess, um, I don't know what you would call that phase after you're done with growth and development, um, not being stagnant, but, uh, no, not at all. Uh, so I'll give you a, a good comparison, Lyndon, and I appreciate you emphasizing this point. My predecessor was a 34 year nurse and Janice brought uh, clinical leadership and clinical stability. And we were able to uh, strengthen our clinical foundations under her leadership. And we also strengthen our, our mission footprint. Uh, I will do the things that we talked about a few minutes ago here with our team and get a lot of these projects underway. But then we need an individual that will sustain what we've built. It's one thing to build and develop leaders and build and develop programs and have all the bricks and mortars. That's one part of it. But then you need a leadership that will sustain it, ensure that the quality stays very strong, that we continue to provide relevant services and align with community needs. And that's when I think of the next iteration of leadership. And, you know, as it relates to being a leader, uh, one of the very first things that I thought about a year ago when I got into the job is we need to make sure that we have a succession plan that's under development all the time. What do we do if we're in a pinch? Heaven forbid, if, if I'm not available all of a sudden through circumstances, who can step in and who are we developing within the organization to ensure that we have continuance of philosophy and leadership and carry forward the work that we're doing now. So it, it's it's very much a, a significant part of the, the responsibility of a leader as well to make sure that you have that sustainability and succession plan. We've been around for almost 140 years. Uh, so this is not new information or a new approach. It's just, it's it's different given the environment we're in, but the principles, the fundamentals of it are exactly what we've done for almost 140 years. And it's good to know that you yourself as president and CEO understand what type of leadership you offer and when you'll no longer uh, add value and when it's time to pass the torch. And I think perhaps in, in some executive roles, uh, some leaders don't realize that then, you know, now's the time we should probably have a change in leadership. I, you know, 
it takes a, it takes a strong person to know that without just being in the role, just like you said, to collect that paycheck. It, it does take a strong person. It takes um, yeah. it takes a lot of courage and self awareness. And self awareness is is um, in in my opinion, it it's a skill. It's a discipline that mm -hmm. for me it's developed throughout my career. I I have greater self awareness. Uh, today than I did, you know, five years ago and certainly 10 years before that. So it comes with age, it comes with experience, it comes with, you know, good decisions and bad decisions, frankly. Uh, and in the case of being the CEO of a, of a hospital, you also have a very important relationship with the board of directors. And so the, the board of directors are community volunteers who are public stewards of this public institution. And their only employee is typically the CEO and perhaps even the chief of staff. So it's also on the board of directors to ensure that on an annual basis, a review is conducted. You make sure that the leadership aligns with the needs and that what you're doing as an organization aligns with the community needs. So there's a lot of different pieces involved, but you're right. It, it requires some courage, some conviction, and I think self-awareness are, are very important disciplines and, and skills to have. And from there, you know, you make the right decisions. You make the right decisions for yourself, frankly, and for the organization that you serve. Absolutely. And I, I want to be cautious of your time. Uh, final question for you, uh, being a year out uh, as president and CEO, um, you mentioned a little bit about some of the the expansion and, and movement of, of beds and things like that. Uh, what are you what are you most excited about? Or are there specific goals on top of that that you're looking to achieve over the your you know your next term as as president and CEO? Well, for sure. The, the number one priority right now is taking care of our people, our employees. Mm -hmm. We still have a very distressed clinical frontline workforce that's was impacted tremendously by COVID. And we have had a lot of people leave the profession. You've heard, I'm sure yourself, through many media reports across the country, in fact, across North America, there's tremendous stress and distress amongst frontline hospital employees. So our first priority is changing models of care, enhancing work environments, reinvesting in our people, training, reinvigorating them. So that's the number one priority because you can build programs and buildings, but if you don't have the people that are buying into it and are energized and excited, uh, you're gonna fall flat on your face. So that's priority number one. With that in place and with that ongoing development and investment in our people, I'm excited about the next five, six, seven years. I think in the next five to seven years where I see Hotel Do Grace Healthcare, on Prince Road is that we we be the preeminent subacute hospital for all Southwestern Ontario with centers of excellence in mental health and addictions, as well as a center of excellence in rehabilitative and restorative care. We will have a long-term care facility here that will specialize also to meet the needs of our aging population in the geriatric community. We would love to partner with the community around some uh, transitional housing as well on this campus and really become a vibrant, active hub for West Windsor and all of Windsor and Essex County. We introduced a transit hub here a couple of years ago, uh, and we have like 200 buses coming through this campus a day. Those are the kinds of partnerships that are thinking outside the box that still meet the needs of the health and well-being of our community. That's where I see Hotel Do Grace Healthcare going as part of a very robust system partner as well. And does it make sense for Hotel Do to have like expand outside of Windsor Essex or is it more focused on, on this area? It's our area. This is our catchment area. This is our home. This has been our home since 1888. Um, you know, when, when this really 32nd high level history piece 
when the four nuns from the RHSJ, the Religious Hospitals of St. Joseph, teamed up with Reverend Dean Wagner, they established an orphanage and a hospital. Their priority was to work with the disenfranchised, the marginalized, and the most at-risk populations of our community. Those principles still adhere to us today. We work with children and youth in mental health and addictions, with men and women who deal with mental health and addictions, restorative and, and rehabilitative care, our geriatric population. Those are our at-risk populations, some who feel disenfranchised and at risk. So the work we started in 1888 continues today, and it'll always be in the Windsor and Essex region. If we get called upon for partnerships in other regions, we would consider it. However, we need to take care of our own backyard, and that's what our priority is. Happy to hear it. And uh, Bill, I want to thank you for, for jumping on the show. Uh, you have a, a wealth of knowledge in uh, corporate governance and public service, uh, healthcare. It's just exciting to see you in this role. And um, it sounds like you're doing a heck of a job at uh, Hotel Deer. So thank you for, for your service and, and support of this community and for taking the time to be here. Lyndon, thank you very much. Glad to be number 98. Best wishes to you, my friend, and good luck on council. And I'm always a phone call away if you want to hear from an old goat like myself. <laughs> Thank you. And for those watching, if you missed this episode, visit coffeewithcrainer.com. You can rewatch the whole thing as many times as you want. Thanks for joining us.